Welcome back to the most accurate podcast here for, for football, and more importantly, with the best entrance in the entire industry. That, of course, means it's also time for the best ball happy hour for the underdog gauntlet playoff tournament. As always, I'm your host, John Daigle, joined today by the man who won the gauntlet himself two years ago, none other than Chris G. Chris, how's it going? Happy holidays. Hey, happy holidays, John. Thank you for having me here again, as always. We spent Thanksgiving together. Uh, given how much rum from Miami we pulled out, there was no need to spend any other holidays together. Let's give that friendship uh, once a year in Texas. That's it. That's all my limit. I'm in for that. I'm <laughs> in for all, it. That's all we can all handle. But right now, as we know, a lot happened, not only in week 17, but there are some other shakeups we need to discuss as we begin with some changes from what we talked about last week and how to approach the underdog gauntlet drafts for the next few days. So let's go ahead and get started with some of your most impactful changes, you believe, for people that are drafting before kickoffs Saturday afternoon, which of course include the Chiefs still vying for the number one overall seed in the AFC and thus potentially getting the only buy from the AFC. And then also the AFC South showdown between the Titans and the Jaguars. Yeah, so currently as it stands, the CDs have been updated due to the suspension of uh, Buffalo and Cincinnati. Um, Kansas City currently holds the one seed. Buffalo has dropped to the two. And Cincinnati has dropped to the th- is currently still the third. The uh, interesting thing is now that the Los Angeles Chargers no longer play Cincinnati. They play Jacksonville or Tennessee, which, sh- which shapes up really nicely for the Los Angeles Chargers. And uh, the only major shakeup in the NFC currently is that Seattle is – in at the seven seed right now, but the main shakeup is San Francisco moving up to the two seed and Minnesota moving down to the three seed. That, those are the big uh, changes so far. But the Seattle is fool's gold right now because Green Bay, if, if they beat Detroit, they're in already. And then the only way Detroit gets in is if they win and Seattle loses. And Seattle can only get in if they win and Green Bay loses. So that's the uh, interesting thing about the uh, NFC. So if if I wanted to, and I've been thinking about this, we could target some ancillary Green Bay pieces because I'm a little worried that their first matchup is San Francisco, and that might be a run-heavy script for both teams, which would be you know, a low-scoring game and probably be hard to advance with one of those pieces, which could make it unique if you get a concentrated attack and Green Bay somehow beats San Francisco. I also think one of the – biggest edges you can do right now for the weekend is drafting Jaguars players since there is still the outside chance that the Jaguars make the wild card even in losing Saturday night. Uh, It requires the Patriots, Steelers, and Dolphins losing. and, And then the Jaguars, by default, get the number eight seed. So if you're listening to this right now and you're still drafting through Saturday night, I would say, like, again, write this down. In teams where you draft the Jaguars, just do not draft the Patriots, Steelers, and Dolphins. And then you can either get those Jaguar stacks into the wild card by them naturally beating the Titans or even better, losing and still getting the Jaguars in because you don't have those three surrounding teams from that scenario because those teams would lose. So that's also something I'm doing for the AFC. Uh, What about... Last week, we talked about ancillary Chiefs players, and we have seen a little bit of a shakeup. Cole Hardman is questionable heading into Week 18. Even if he's active Week 18, I would imagine he's limited. We saw 
Kadarius Tony pop up with a route rate on just 33% of targets or 33% of dropbacks last week. But also then Sky Moore went down. So we're we're sort of whittling the receivers down to their most important players moving forward. And so your thoughts, if they've changed since last week, about Chiefs ancillary players and, of course, any other last-round options you think people should consider ahead of Week 18? Yeah, I think um, I still like McCall Hardman because of what he did in the regular season before he got injured. Um, you know, even if he does come back and he starts practicing and he's active week 18, they're probably going to take it easy on him and maybe use him as a, uh, a maybe a decoy in week 18 to kind of throw people off. But I think he's going to be that tertiary piece you want. You know, I still think that. Uh, I think, however, uh, my favorite player currently in gauntlet drafts is drafting Jerick McKinnon. He's ADP is slowly but increasing, and I still think – in the third round, he's a, a great value as he's going to be probably the main focal point if uh, those pass catchers don't get healthy in time for the wild card round, if they do, in fact, play in the wild card round. Anything else you're doing with the final seed in the NFC, given all the scenarios you mentioned earlier about Packers winning an end, but as we know, the Seahawks could still potentially slip in, the Lions could still slip in, any outside approaches you're taking as we're seeing right now on the screen Packers a 61% chance 538 is giving them to slip into the playoffs the lines the lowest odds of the remaining seeds just 17% but still curious how you're handling that yeah I like sprinkling in still a little Seattle uh, stacks but not with the quarterback probably just some ancillary pieces like you can still get uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf and Kenneth Walker in that last couple rounds which if they win somehow as the seventh seed it'll be a uh, very unique going into the, the divisional round. And then, of course, we've seen some live movement as well ahead of week 18, like Russell or like the Broncos suddenly and the Chargers getting steamed down, uh, which hints that Justin Herbert may not play this game and a lot of other Charger starters since Lamar Jackson looks to be out, even though that line for the Bengals Ravens sitting around seven that began on Monday. So I don't know why the Chargers would suddenly move. And then on Thursday, we saw a massive movement from one point to nearly a field goal. It may get up to three, two by the time we're done with the show in favor of the dolphins over the jets. And I'm not sure why, maybe that could be a, week 18 sign of Zach Wilson going under center, especially since Mike White was very clearly injured and very clearly not ready to play in week 17. So just something else for everyone to think about moving forward. But for now, I do want to jump into a gauntlet draft. And so everyone who joins us live every Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we will go into a draft in three, two, and one. The thing about that is, is, uh, you know, Cincinnati, if they lose somehow to Baltimore, which would be unlikely, Baltimore would have a 2-0 uh, head-to-head record on them and still lose the division because of the win-loss record currently, which is interesting to note. And I really think the Chargers have nothing to play for in Week 18 because they're pretty much locked in, they feel like, to the five seed as well. So it's going to be very interesting and chaotic if somehow – Baltimore wins that game against the Bengals again. So what are you doing in drafts to address that? Or are you sitting back and letting those stacks come to you and dictating it that way? Yeah, I'm letting those stacks come to me pretty much because 
there's so much uh, up in the air for the AFC right now because what if they play week 18 and for some reason uh, there's a three-way tie or the Bengals have an outside shot to get the one seed. So if Buffalo loses to New England and New England secures their spot in the playoffs and Cincinnati, excuse me, Kansas City somehow loses and Cincinnati needs one more game to win to take the tiebreaker over Kansas City, they would have the one seed. You know, that's an interesting dynamic. So if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati beats uh, Baltimore and they're still one game short of matching Kansas City, and if Kansas City is matched, they lose the tiebreaker because Cincinnati beat them uh, earlier in the season. Makes sense. Uh, We are waiting. Oh, no, we are no longer waiting. We are about to start here. Also want to pull up some ADP just from the last week and see a few changes before, oh no, waiting for one more here before we jump in. So let's look at this together. Of course, using the Underdog Gauntlet ADP tool, just hover the cursor over research on the website, nope, on over tools, and then go to Underdog Gauntlet ADP right here, and then it's free for all. So let's sort by ADP change in the last week, and let's see what's happened here. Um, Mike Evans, clearly the biggest surger of the last week, I'm thinking because the Bucks now clinched their playoff spot, whereas, again, the Panthers were only three field goal dogs last week, so it made sense to slip in some Panther stacks, which are now those teams are all dead. Kadarius Toney also affected a lot beyond Bucks players with a 7.3 ADP change all the way up to 44.6, and then... Aaron Jones and Tyler Boyd, it looks like, as well. Some big jumpers. Uh, any thoughts on those largest movements for you? Well, Donovan Smith was out of that game, and they finally wasn't a holding call for Mike Evans' touchdown, and he got it three times. So that's that. if they can con- continue that in the playoffs, they're going to make some noise again, as usual, for those guys. Um, Leonard Fournette seems like a great value. Um, it just, it just seems like he's going to be the guy. I mean, they've been talking about how they're going to be in a 50, 50 timeshare, but when the two minutes drill comes in or they're trying to hurry up, he's always in the game. So that's pretty valuable. And I think the draft just started as well. Uh, 30 seconds. We are starting, we are one five. So we get to play from the back and then quickly before we begin, just some thoughts from the back Tyreek Hill, one of the biggest droppers. That's probably due to playoff odds. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Kirk Cousins also dipping a little bit with TJ Hawkinson. They're both going about a round or two later, even though it looks like you know Vikings are pretty safe. And then Marcus yeah, the Vikings out of are playing New York, and I think they're concerned about the uh, blitz rate of the New York Giants. You know, so I think that's why, like you were talking about it last week, I think about how you know Kirk Cousins doesn't do that well against the blitz. Is that right? Yes, and. It is indoor. It'll be an indoor game, though. So that's a that's still a little bit favorable compared mm-hmm. to some of the other matchups we may get in the in the first round. Oh, no, I was just saying it's it's really interesting too. Like Philadelphia has a real chance if Jalen Hurts doesn't come back to drop as low as the five seed. You know what I mean? Which is insane. So we could bet on that if we want today and grab him and see like, hey, maybe if uh, they lose this week, you know, we got a nice avenue into the playoffs, you know, a really good juggernaut. Because most people that take Jalen Hurts take him with a uh, another person, another quarterback. So and Josh Allen Mahomes. Him. Yeah. Josh oh, Josh Allen Mahomes already. Uh, who did you want? Let's take Jalen. Let's take Jalen. 
We can we can either take uh, we can take AJ Brown or we could take Travis Kelsey. We we got a lot of options. We can even take Stefan Diggs because right now Buffalo is a two seed. So what we're betting on with this team right now is if we take a solo Jalen Hurts, is that is that they're not making the one seed. They're, we're just going to hope that they lose the game and then San Francisco wins or the Cowboys win, and that will drop them either to the second or fifth seed. So taking AJ – I think we should take – let's take Travis Kelsey. Actually, no, no, never mind, never mind. Let's take AJ Brown. Let's take AJ Brown. Okay, we're going to finish Because that. right now we're betting that Buff. right now we're basically saying that Kansas City is probably going to hold on to the one seed here. And okay. we want to – yeah, let's do that. So the, fir- the first round for everyone listening at home, Josh Allen Mahomes, not surprising at all. The other skill players, Christian McCaffrey, Jamar Chase in that order. And then once we went Hurts in between us, Stephon Diggs, CeeDee Lamb, and then rather than going for Kelsey, given that we have the entire AFC at our disposal, since our goal is now to stack an NFC team since we started with Hurts, Hurts, A.J. Brown was our pick. Hey, did uh, A.J. Sports get Mahomes and Kelsey? Um. Let's take a look. AJ Sports got Mahomes and Kelsey. Yes. Wow, good for him. I've been trying to get that forever. Still haven't gotten it. It came in the stack where we are. I hear the children too. It came in the stack with uh, AJ Brown, Jalen Hurts. It came in our room, but that's good. That's okay because now we have to leverage against that stack. Most definitely. So let's see. After that, Justin Jefferson still goes high. Devonta Smith, so no chance of a double stack for us. And super shorty at the turn, along with Devonta, goes Debo Samuel. So he started at, at the 101 for reference for anyone out there who draws that number. Josh Allen and Devonta Smith and Debo Samuel. Yeah, so she's, she's, playing, she's playing that Josh Allen's going to be the two seed and those – those uh, two skill players are going to be their NFC teams that she's going to be targeting. So we need to be cognizant of that too. So we might want to take one more Philadelphia piece here along with a uh, AFC team. If what we're betting on is Philadelphia to be the two seed. Super know? shorty, since she is saying she may also be a uh, longtime listener, Stephanie Miller here. That's correct. That is indeed who she is. Oh, I did not know that. Okay. Well, I'm glad she's here with us. Okay. Uh, so she knows what she's doing. A room with lots of sharp people. Austin Eckler, Jarrett McKinnon, T. Higgins after that. Again, we can keep going NFC. We have Miles Sanders. We can also look for another option here. Let's think about it here. We can also go uh, Miles Sanders is an obvious choice, or we can go Gabe Davis. That's what I would do. Okay. Moving Gabe Davis up. That's where we start with the AFC then. So right now, Jalen Hurts, A.J. Brown, Gabe Davis. Yeah, I, li- I like that pick. I like that pick, Dale. Gabe Davis was the right call. Now we can start targeting ancillary pieces of the AFC. Did you like Did you like that pick because since we already began stacking an NFC team going to the AFC? Correct, correct, yeah. And it basically forces G-Man to consolidate into his Dallas stack with the C.D. Lamb and Diggs because he had Diggs. That was a good pick mm. for us. So right now we can take Miles Sanders so the one seed doesn't take – uh, Goddard and Miles Sanders off our team, and we have three players on the Eagles. We'll be good to go. And now, when it comes back to us, the guy that is stacking or attempting to stack Buffalo, we have the first right of refusal for any player. So we could take Devin Singletary. We can take uh, James Cook a little later. We could take Goddard if he comes back to us, or we can start looking at another AFC team like 
Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, right? That's another way we can go to get some pieces, which seems to be they're going to be playing either Jacksonville or Tennessee, which is a very favorable matchup compared to playing Cincinnati or Baltimore. So, Do you have a lineup construction lean over why you prefer Miles Sanders to Dallas Goddard, a running back to a tight end, or was that just a scenario where this worked out best? That was a pure ADP play, hoping that maybe Goddard would probably come back to us, but it did not happen. But at least we've locked in three, and our goal here is to that Philadelphia is the two seed in this scenario, and San Francisco is the one seed. So that's how we're playing it. So right now we can look at the – I see Devin Singletary's off the board. Uh, it's kind of a – I think we should go uh, Mike Williams, or we can start looking at another AFC piece. I think that's probably the most favorable one we can do. And then on the way back, we can look again. If I could see the board one more time. Yeah. So the two guy, the two seed is waiting on Herbert. So that's going to come up for him. All right. So we we're grab taking, Mike Williams then. Yeah. Yeah. And now we're going to look at the uh, Buffalo pieces. We could take James Cook. I think that's a, a decent piece. However, I think he'll come back because – Super sure he's already taken Devin Singletary. So is there any other high ADP pieces that we can get? Uh, Dawson Knox is a pretty good one too. Let's take that one. I was going to yeah say, since we already have Gabe Davis, maybe Dawson Knox and knock out tight end here. Yeah, that'll be good. I think that'll be good. Two pass catchers. We hope that they're the second seed and they're, uh, you know, going to be in this in the first round of the wild card. And it, yeah, it helps our stack. So we get a Buffalo double stack. You don't have to play a tight end, but we know Dawson Knox is capable of two or three touchdowns, especially in a shootout. So that's okay. Correct. And, and you know, maybe they've been holding back James Cook a little bit too. Maybe we get lucky. We get him as our, as our secondary running back, and then we're set at running back the way we're playing this, right? We're hoping that Philadelphia loses. Gardner Minshew starts again and doesn't do a good job, and they somehow lose the game. And either San Francisco or Dallas wins the game, and that will just catapult them into, uh, you know, into the one seed and dropping the Eagles down. That's how we're playing it. Works for me. Any other ADP seismic shakeups that you are not used to seeing that have happened so far? I think people like you see uh, this guy J List Twenty One. He's doing mm-hmm. a real nice job stacking the uh, the Bengals. But I'm like, I'm looking at the team and he has Jamar Chase and T Higgins, right? If those guys are going to go off, I don't think Tyler Boyd's going to go off, right? And obviously you're betting on that whole offense. And one guy who's going largely undrafted still is Hayden Hurst. He's back in there, uh, you know, for the little bit of time we saw in the Monday night game, he did have some nice targets and nice catches. So, so Jalis, for everyone listening, has five Bengals players literally has their starting offense of Joe Mixon too. So you think five of any team is too many? I didn't say that. I just think maybe he needs to differentiate a little more because Tyler Boyd and he has the three, he has five guys, but I guarantee you a lot of people are doing the same thing as him. So just dig a little deeper. So Hayden, Hayden Hurst instead. Yeah, instead of Tyler Boyd. I think that'd be all right, you know? And it's it's a everyone's preference, you know? But I just think it's probably better to just differentiate yourself when you can. Like – Rob Gronkowski was my big differentiator. So uh, let's go James Cook. I think that's going to work out for us. We're betting on them being the two seed. We've locked up running back at this point. We can obviously get take another running back. But now let's look for some pass catchers. So we don't want to conflict with our, the- our thesis here where Philadelphia is going to be the two seed. So we can maybe take a three seed team 
or a four or five seed team. So that leaves Tampa Bay open. That leaves Dallas open. That leaves, you know, Minnesota open at this point or even the Giants. So we're, we got a lot of options there if we want to take that. But if we're looking on the AFC side, I, I think we could we could even dig deeper and take someone like, you know, Gerald Everett, or we could take Joshua Palmer, you know, or if you want to take a couple Kansas City pieces to get a little late, a little late push, we can do that too. It's up to you. I, I think Kadarius Tony's at the top here. I think that's the direction we go here. Cool. Um, yeah. Add to wide receiver to help us out. Just because, like, I'm on board with some of the other ancillary pieces you mentioned, but Gerald Everett will still be there this upcoming round, so I don't, I don't want to reach too early. Of course, of course, and our, my my boy McCall Hardman's there too, you know. So I'm all all about that. We can write that down as well. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scanling, as we said, is still there. Yeah, he's dropping you, like crazy. You mentioned the potential Bucks. Uh, your optimal build. You mentioned it. You've mentioned it every week, but go ahead and say for everyone again, and let, we're pretending that we're just going to run one quarterback here. What is typically your optimal build? My optimal build is one quarterback, two running backs, and then seven wide receivers and tight ends okay. because those are the most volatile positions, and you want to make sure you can uh, get those spike weeks from them. The running backs are going to be give you consistent numbers, and you're hoping that you get too wild. Like We're hoping that these two teams that we have at the running back position – are going to be both in the wild card round, which is going to give us enough points. We're hoping one hits, and then we get a lot of other pieces at the wide receiver tight end position that give us a lot of spike weeks. Okay, if that's but Leonard case. Fournette is a is a is a great piece if you want some consistency because he's going to get a bulk of the touches in that game. You know, it's the playoffs; they might change it up a little bit. You know, it might be something fun to look we at here. We can do whatever we want because, I mean, we could still go Mecole to add to Tony. We still could go Russell Gage here. Uh, Russell Gage, who has a 16.5% target share without Julio Jones. Julio Jones may, may not even play week 18. So Yeah, I like I like that Gage pick. It's nice. It's, yeah. a, it's a, so you we, know, we have to question if Julio will even be healthy for the playoffs too. So He's he's he's, I, I, he's a great talent. He's just never healthy, you know, as he's gotten older. So it's a great pick. And we can even go. We can go Leonard Fournette here. We can go McCall or Gerald Everett. Whatever you feel like. We have one piece. I just feel like we're betting on this. We probably should take an AFC guy, right? Because our goal here is to have five players uh, meet in the Super Bowl, Philadelphia. So currently, we have three Philadelphia pieces, and we only have one of the uh, Chargers and one of Kansas City. So what I will- we're hoping. For- go ahead. I will lean to Everett then because Mecole and Tony, I think Tony is getting the touches now because he's literally playing the exact concerted touch role that Mecole Hardman previously played before injury. So um, I would like like to pretend like it's going to be one or the other, not both. And thus, if we have Tony, we've made our decision by default. Yeah, it makes sense. makes uh, great sense. And then we still have the three-player Buffalo stack between James Cook, Dawson Knox, and Gabe Davis in the AFC. And then if the Eagles run, we have the the trio stack from Hertz, A.J. Brown, and Miles Sanders yeah, with two Chargers people. mixed in. Yeah, and then a Russell Gage NFC wild card. Yeah, we're hoping Russell Gage and uh, can carry us a little bit, give us a little spike week in that first-round matchup against Dallas. Would Let's take a look like- at the draft. Yeah, of course. Let's look at this real quick. 
Uh, let's see here. Pop it out. We'll share this. And then we already mentioned our team. If you would like to, you can also discuss uh, Stephanie's team at the 101 and roast her live on the spot with sure. Josh Allen, of course, as everyone talks about. Devonta Smith, Debo Samuel, Singletary Goddard, Godwin McKenzie. So we have two Bills players, two Eagles players so far since she sniped us on Goddard. And then Rashad, Elijah Mitchell, who is supposed to be active week 18. Who knows his role? It may be a warm-up role. And then Cole Beasley, the last pick. I like that last pick from Cole Beasley. She's trying to differentiate herself in the field, which is really great. And uh, I see what she did here at the 2-3 turn. She took a Philadelphia player and a San Francisco player basically hedging that one of those guys is going to play in the wild card round to give her an extra bullet. And her team is basically saying that the Buffalo Bills are going to be the two seed. So she she's probably hoping for the same thing we are hoping for on our team, which is Philadelphia loses this week. They're a two or five seed and all her players can go except San Francisco pieces. And she only has one piece of San Francisco. So what she's really hoping for in her build Philadelphia Super Bowl, which is highly possible. And with our ideal build, we would be hoping for Eagles Bills because that would give us six players in the Super Bowl is three and three or six players. The the minimum you're shooting for is that the ideal number is that max. Like ideally, what are you trying to have outside of the obvious? Like, you know, as many as possible. What do you think is actually possible? Well, the minimum is five, right? Okay. But you, you definitely need you definitely want six or seven because you know you know the variance in these NFL games is so high that you want as many shots as you can on goal, you know, and that's just what's gonna help you out. Like when I won it, I had just a concentrated offense in Kansas City with Tyreek and Kelsey. You can't get Tyreek, Kelsey, and Mahomes in the in that gauntlet version. So I basically relied on t- uh, Tom Brady, Fournette, Mike Evans, and uh Gronkowski and Gronkowski was the X factor and Gronkowski did nothing the whole entire series. I carried him throughout the whole time and just having that extra bullet for that team, instead of getting like an ancillary piece to kind of boost me up wild card weekend allowed me to differentiate from the field. So you definitely want to consider that as your 10th round pick, you should, yeah, I know a lot of people tend to be like, Oh, let me grab Saquon, you know, to, to give me a little piece to get me through the wild card. But you know, you're missing out on guys like, Hayden Hurst or McCall Hardman that could go off on that week. I mean, we all know about, uh, remember Damian Williams that won Super Bowl? I mean, he did really well. I mean, just. Mm-hmm. Of course. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you definitely want to look at those ancillary pieces like uh, Stephanie did with the Cole Beasley pick. It's a great pick. Not many people are making it. And I think the gauntlet's like almost 73, 74% filled right now. So the amount of teams that took Cole Beasley before her are very low. And that's uh, something to consider in this tournament. So if you want to get unique, Green Bay pieces, Seattle pieces, maybe that's a way to get unique on your team. If they advance far, you're going to be doing great compared to everybody else. Any other final draft tips ahead of week 18? Of course, as you mentioned, 75% full roughly right now. So we will probably get a chance to still keep drafting Monday when the results are known. But any other final thoughts you want to hammer home before Saturday, whenever the edge slowly starts becoming lost? Lean into variance right now. Just take the gamble. Go with one quarterback build, knock it out, try to get as many pieces as you can for that Super Bowl matchup that you're betting on. And I will note that 
And again, if you need to write this down, that's fine. But if you draft Steelers players, remember their situation is that the Patriots would be out and the Dolphins would be out. So thus, do not draft those players with Steelers players. And on that same note, with the Jaguars and Titans, since again, the Titans can win, the Jaguars can lose, and the Jaguars can still sneak in because the Patriots, Steelers, and Dolphins all lose. So do not draft those last three teams with Jags and Titans players, thinking that's the scenario that's going to play out. That's just something to be aware ahead of Saturday, because right now even, I bet it's finite. On one hand, you can count Trevor Lawrence stacks with Derrick Henry, and it's still possible that that plays out and both teams are playing in the wild card round. I think I'm going to be doing, I think I'm going to be doing a lot of drafts during the actual kickoff games because Ooh, you're going to be able wild. to tell, you're going to be, you're going to be able to tell if Buffalo is going to beat New England that game. And you're going to be able to tell if Miami is going to beat uh, New York or vice versa. So in that point in time, you see New England winning in the late fourth quarter or mid fourth quarter. You could be like, okay, New England's locked in because New England only has to win and get in. And I guarantee you no one's drafted New England, like less than 1% of people in this current gauntlet format. And I mean, we know they're, they're probably not a lock to make it far, but they could be that differentiating piece for you in the wild card round or divisional round to get you to that next round. Maybe draft one or two pieces of those guys, not build a full stack. And with that, Chris, tell everyone where they can find you. Hey, you can find me on Twitter at Chris G. It's uh, six E's. Um, I'm also writing on 444 and I'm having a great time. And uh, that's where you can find me. No recap shows this week as it is week 18, but we'll be back with a normal schedule of preview, recap, and one last best ball happy hour. Same time, Thursday, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Of course, on the most accurate podcast feed as well, ahead of the wild card round. Also, our playoff only, top 50 rankings coming out on Monday, and DFS content rolling in throughout the Super Bowl. Remember, you can still get a discounted sub as well for the rest of the season for only 4 44 $4.44. Not sure where the hell they come in with that number, but $4, of course, for four. Until then, we will see you next time and be a little bit kinder than what's required. See you then.